This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Yeah, my stomach. Sorry, my stomach's rumbling, listeners. So loud. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's because we've just been talking about Christmas, and so all those yes. things have come. Oh, I love your comments. Yeah. Oh my god, your comments this week have made us laugh. And I, I think we need say, to do more. Well, up a bit. That's very, very funny. Very funny. Uh, this is oh all about. God. This is all about. Well, it's titled "Is Your Teenager the Grinch at Christmas?" We have a very own little Grinch sitting at the table this year. I'd like to say. I mean, Mark, you've gone Grinchy. Don't. You well, started at a level that was impossible yeah, for I'm, anyone I'm to meet. I'm plummeting, but you were low. And I'm rising. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, So we've had a bit of a week this week, Mark and I, of feeling very sad about not having the tiny pitter-patter of cute little feet and rather having the clodhoppers of teenagers. Or that slightly sort of semi-plastic, semi-cardboard fumbling with an advent calendar to mm. get it open. I don't think they've even uh, they've opened a couple of days. No, they haven't. They haven't opened a single day. Yeah. I didn't know that. They've also got a fabulous Nightmare Before Christmas one, which I was so excited about with Funko Pop little miniature figures in, and they haven't even opened that. Oh, Mark. Don't you really depress me even more now? Do you know what's even sadder? What? I'm, I'm opening them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Well, I mean, those of you that are just listening on podcast and not not on our YouTube channel will will may or may not know that every day we do um, our family reality show, a Christmas one called Vlogmas, and it's sort of we video our lives, don't we? Yeah. And um, so we are extremely Christmassy right from December the first because well, from December, November the twenty ninth. Yeah, because we are filming all the way through, so we have lots of decks and. We go and look around toy shops we've to film. We've currently got three trees up, all flashing lights at us. Yeah, yesterday we, we've got a full snow village. Yeah, yeah, snow town. A snow town. <laughs> we're not even joking. Yesterday we were in Howard's yeah. toy store. <laughs> yeah, not buying anything, I listen to. I'm filming. And so I, I think we better do our podcast on how much we're missing yeah. children. Also, you know, it's it's a really shit time of year at the moment, isn't it? I mean, just every day. It's not just bad news, it's catastrophic. Yeah. And we are very aware that the a lot of these podcasts, as needs must, are, are very serious. And quite, but they're quite gruelling. Quite right? miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, well, let's have a bit of fun. So I put a call out yesterday on my Instagram just saying, right, OK, let's be realistic here, OK? We're not going to have sleepy-eyed, doe-eyed children rustling through their advent calendars in their cosy slippers and cosy dressing room and pink pyjamas fluffy with shining little eyes. Can I have have, have my chocolate? (laughs) Does it have more 
to sleep till Christmas? I'm putting out the little glass of Baileys and a mince pie. Well, we're not carrots. there yet. I'm just talking about now in the build-up. What are you missing in the build-up of a tiny little face and tiny little... Writing... It's the total excitement, writing their Christmas list, asking when and where Santa's going to enter the house because they can't yeah. work out because there isn't a proper chimney. Yeah, but he always managed to come, Oh, he always he? came. I said to Maddie last, yesterday, I said, because I really was in quite a bad state, and I said to her, Maddie, can you do me a favour? And she looked at me, like, terrified. I said, will you just write a father Christmas letter anyway? And she mm. just, oh, my God, the mixture of pity and shame in her <laughs> eyes. Pity and disgust? <laughs> No, it was it was down in her toes, but hadn't creeped up to her okay. face. <laughs> and she said, at 19, Mum. And I went, yeah, just for me, as a favour to me. And she went, she, she couldn't say no, but she couldn't say yes. And then I asked Kiki, and Kiki, who's a more, much more brutal child, yeah. just went, turned on a heel of wartops. Oh, yes, to what didn't say anything. So I asked everybody yesterday, come on, realistically... What would you? What's the bare minimum mm. that you would like your teenager to do for you? Mm. Because I was thinking back to when I was a teenager, and actually, I think because we were three girls, and my mum had always, you know, sports very much with the atmosphere of Christmas, not not necessarily much with presents, but she really did mm. up the tree, mm. and it was very much a group girl event. We'd all discuss what we were going to eat and we'd separately do shopping. And so I think probably in our teenage years, my mum probably really enjoyed Christmas, actually. Because my dad, you know, is is Arabic and never had Christmas. I mean, there wasn't a single year listening when my dad didn't come down and go, oh, is it Christmas? And he'd go, yeah, he goes... What was now, it? Is it Greek and we'd, Cypriot? <laughs> is it Christmas? <laughs> and we would have it's Greek Cypriot rather than Arabic. And we'd be like, we'd be sat there opening presents with piles of paper. <laughs> we'd go, uh, yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. We're having turkey today. Yeah. Yes, Dad, today's Christmas. So it probably been quite a lonely existence for my mum getting Christmas yeah. ready. So as we moved into the teenage years, it was like she had real company. You and I have always had great company in each other and we've always prepared for Christmas together. Mm. So in that way, we're, we're lucky, but... Yeah, well, I mean... I don't think there's a transition yet with our teens. No, in contrast to what you've just said with your childhood, I mean, we often go back to look at Christmas and I think mm. we've talked about what Christmas was like for both of us in a previous podcast, but quite the opposite to you. You had your siblings, I was on my own. Mm. But Christmas for me was a time of year where I knew that I, with, it, with my nan, for sure, I was going to be... I was the centre of her world. Uh, she was going to make it. Um, and like your mum, she it was less about the presents, the cost of them. You know, there was a lot of tat, but it looked like a nice little pile of stuff. Mm. Um, but it was the atmosphere that I loved. You know, there were Christmas movies on. To this day, if I hear that strangely recorded mm. mono sound of a black-and-white film... Mm. It, it completely mm. takes me Very back to Christmas point. because Nan would watch stuff. Mm. We'd watch stuff together. Yeah, parents would settle. Yeah, would and, settle and even with Nan, us. Who, who I used to go and see in the holiday times, it was all geared towards me. Mm. And and that was the indulgence, less you know, far more enjoyable, which I've carried on into adult life than the presence and the mm. materialistic side of it. Though, what kid doesn't like a little pile of presents or a big pile of presents? Um, and so, for me, I can remember that moment quite well at the age of about 14, 15, and we'll talk about this in a minute, 
where so many other things come into your life, girlfriends, friends, mm. you know, and so going down to my The twinkliness yeah. of a pub on Christmas Eve. We used to go to our local pub on yeah. Christmas Eve and it was so lovely and having a Baileys. Yeah. And people would have a bit of a sing-song, so, so suddenly you weren't there on Christmas Eve, your mum. Um, yeah, so it, it naturally has to change, but it's a good point what you were saying about the film and about the excitement, because... All of our kids now have available to them at the flick of a finger, 24-7, any excitement that they want. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to keep the excitement in teenagers yeah. um, around Christmas. Well, we can all disperse through text. So, for example, I mean, you know, OK, they're still repeating this bloody stuff on the, on the terrestrial ch channels, BBC One, ITV and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there would be the event programming. And, uh, you know, it, this is a very specific thing, but this is what family life pivoted around. It was the Morecambe and Wise Christmas show. Mm. It was the two Ronnies Christmas show. You wouldn't have much, but you would all congregate. The Wizard of Oz was the biggest thing in our household because my nan loved it. She loved Judy Garland. She'd always tell me the story of how Judy Garland was exploited in Hollywood. You know, and that became part of the ritual. And then, of course, like you say, you had the Twinkly Pub. 14, 15, I had my first girlfriend. Your own life kicks in and starts to encroach and you begin to feel trapped by the parents' expectations and hopes for Christmas. Mm. And I remember that. And I'm sure that's going mm. you know, to mm. get to the heart of it. Oh, really? Right I really hope. I don't know. I haven't managed to look at the messages yet. I hope we did get at least one from a teenager. Uh, we did, but I don't think it was particularly positive about <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I think it was just... Uh... No, but I wanted... Well, we'll get that with colleagues and Maddie. I wanted to know... What's their POV on us? Yeah. Do they think about us at all? Do they think, oh, poor mum and dad, we better try and be a bit magical? And I'd have to say, I mean, it sounds like we're throwing our kids under the bus here a bit. They don't get excited beforehand. No, no, no. Also, but Christmas Eve they do. And they're delightful on Christmas no, no, they, Day. They and they're very in. grateful for everything they get. But they ain't going... I mean, it was just like... I think part of why I got they a bit need to whistle, though. They're not, they're not here. Oh, that's true. They're out in the sun somewhere. <laughs> They're not around. You don't need to whisper. <laughs> I wonder if we'll still be whispering yeah. when we're in our Especially 80s. when we say, X. I mean, honestly, we've been whispering for the last 20 years. You don't need to whisper. Okay. Of all the people who doesn't need to whisper is the woman who can't whisper. But okay. you're whispering the most quiet, quietly. I've ever <laughs> known you. Even off a and, Roman and, and this whilst is for doing something that the people need to listen to. Uh -huh. <laughs> I do miss I do miss all of that sort of pitter patter of, of tiny feet and baby feet and all that kind of stuff. And actually, for me, when that went, finally, I struggled with it massively more than I felt you did because you you come very much from the perspective of embracing the way in which the girls get older. I know mm. you would like them to be a bit more Christmassy, but you're far more sort of philosophical and phlegmatic about the idea that they're getting older and this is a good thing and it sort of frees us up to realise other things and it's good for them to separate. I don't, I don't get that at all. I hate it. So, you know, so strange, at the, at the point, well, because I think for me, it's about holding on to something that was very dear to me as a child, okay, as a teenager, I lost interest, but I actually never lost interest in Christmas. I mean, I'd go somewhere else. When I used to go to my first, uh, to Izzy's mum's family, and that was when I was 18, 19, so Maddie's age. Oh, my God, my effective father-in-law made it the most 
It was just a fabulous event of food and we'd listen to music and it was just, you know, it was massive. It was a huge family. I was part of a huge family. Complete contrast to being like at my nan's. That was like my whole Yeah, you know, yeah. where you could hear the tick-tock clock. So you always really craved <clears throat> that. Yeah. And I suppose when you made that with your own children, there's a feel of loss oh, again of going back. Totally. Whereas I've always had a lot of people around me yeah. You know, from coming from a big family, and my God, that is a wonderful thing to come from yeah. a big family. I mean, don't get me wrong, my God, it has its complexities, and it's and, and it can be grueling sometimes having a big family. Um, and you know, there were certainly times when I was growing up with such such a big family, where it was just exhausting because all the characters were so big, and you had to just fight to be heard. You yeah. know, mind you, I probably wouldn't be a TV presenter in a loudmouth if I hadn't had to fight to be heard. Yeah. And so, but. There is this feeling of safety and of company that I have just inherently in me always. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I can make a tribe in seconds. I can walk into a room and I can make that room my tribe and then I can walk out of that room and I can be okay. Be- and also I think that's <clears throat> part of years of being a, an actor as well, that you'd go in, you'd co- get very close very quickly with the yeah. cast and then you go. But even as a director, even your job, so you've got the crew, but as a director, you are, you know, you're effectively the boss. Yeah. It's not the same well, sort no, no, no. of and family also, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So that sense of collective kind of responsibility mm. and effort is, yeah, you're part of a team, and, but you're, because you're the head of the team, you're sort of part mm. to the edge. You're to the like edge a of it, yeah. And, and in a weird way, I'd have thought you get, even when you're not with your family you get comfort from the fact that you're part of a network of people that are all there for each yeah. other. Whereas and I, even if there's some people I haven't yeah. seen for years, I they are there yeah. and I can call them. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of, of, of uncles that I've got and that I haven't seen for years and some of them live in Jordan or something. I wouldn't hesitate. Mm. If I was in a dire strait right now, I probably haven't got the number of my phone. I could call them. Yeah. And there is something just extremely... I, I've only... I suppose I've taken that for granted for most of my life. Well, yeah. granted, it sounds negative. It's just it's just a blessing. It's as a blessing that yeah, I have. Yeah. It's a blessing. What's the relevance of this? Why have we both, we've both got, gone because off on Because I think that my sense of them coming through me, our girls, and moving on oh, doesn't leave me lonely. Yeah, but for Christmas it does. Emotionally, I mean, the th- here's the thing. For me, I nearly, I, listener, this is a, this is a, this is a chat with highs and lows. I got really tearful just then as I was thinking about how much Christmas for me isn't. The, and I'm not talking about the materialistic at all, but for me, it's a moment where all of the kind of vicissitudes and shit and stuff that kind of clutters up your life and gets in the way of living your life and being with your family can be put on pause can theoretically be put on pause. And so the the distress and upset that I've felt in the last couple of years is real. It's not like a, just a sort of, oh, <laughs> dance this and my... Secretly, I'm like, oh, my God, this... Because for 27 years, I've had a little girl to entertain at Christmas and, and make good. And so... But you could have a big one now if you want. No, well, not really. None of them are interested. I meant me. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Well, you've been a miserable old cow this year. I haven't. I had a few days at the beginning no, of bloody why were you miserable? Please forgive me. But why were you miserable? Because actually I was miserable are... because I was putting up all the trees and I was doing the snow yeah. village and it's loads of bloody work. And the girls were just sat on the sofa and didn't even look up once. Mm. Didn't put a single bauble on the tree. 
Well, that was partly because of the phone. I don't want it, I don't want it to sound like these girls are ungrateful. Here, the most important thing to say about the girls is they are not interested in presents at all. Oh, we can't get no. one thing out of them that they want, and that's no. not because they have everything. They don't bloody want anything. They've always been like that. They've always been very abstemious, haven't they? Yes, yeah, so talk... It's like I say, what about a nice coat? Well, I don't need a coat, I've got a coat. What about shoes? Mum, I don't need yeah. it. I've so got she... one on Depop so for three extra. pounds. You're so extra. Mind you, I've got hooked into their idea of my jacket I'm wearing right now because I'm oh absolutely God, fucking got... freezing. I've got a coat. He's, got, he's got one second-hand coat. Yeah, that's all I wear. never yeah. hear the end But the girls are on something. But no, going back to why you were miserable, you weren't miserable for no reason, you've just kind of explained, but what were you feeling? Why... Did it not go to the heart of Can loss? I be really honest? Yeah. I find Christmas, though I find it lovely, for years I've had very high anxiety on Christmas Day that I've just tried to suppress. Right. I feel very, very anxious about things being nice enough, about things being good enough, about... I, I And also, I always know, I always feel that you get very anxious about it ending. Because, listen, you may not know this about Mark. Mark has this absolute terror of anything ending. So, like, we'll go on holiday with about four days. He's going, I'm just so worried about it ending. <laughs> and you're like that. And I know as we get closer and closer to Christmas, you get darker and darker. Well, to be honest with you, I'm getting closer and closer to Christmas thinking, vlogmas, vlogmas, vlogmas. Oh, right, and then it'll be over. Here we go. That's that. That's exactly what I mean. So I know that there's it's a critical point, it and it's usually about now. two o'clock on Christmas Day yeah. that you fall off the side of a cliff into depression. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I must admit, I'm a little and bit I'm like, like oh, toddler. Here it comes. It's, it's all too much, and then I, I fall yeah, over. you do. I mean, he had a jingle bell waistcoat <laughs> and an enormous Christmas hat on November the 29th, and was dancing around saying, "What was wrong with me? Why wasn't I happy?" <laughs> It's like so it's unsustainable. <laughs> but the other detail for anyone who doesn't know the intricacies of our family, and I'm beginning to think that no one can't know the intricacies of our family. You know, the difficulty for our Maddie is that, of course, it's also her birthday. And I'd have thought that that, in a small way, I was talking to a friend of hers who bizarrely came round and her birthday was also on Christmas Day. And they both said, you know, we tried half birthdays, they don't work because it's not your birthday. It just doesn't work. Mm. And so I think there's, we might hear this from Maddie, there's a sort of probably a sadness that creeps in because everyone is excited or, or, or pretending to be excited mm. about Christmas until two when they sob in a corner like me. Um, well, it's very interesting because every Christmas I say, oh, shall we go away somewhere? Shall we go out somewhere? No, 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 I only want to be at home. But Maddie this year, I said, because a friend of ours who has her family, every year they go to a pub, she said, oh, I'd love to, because she's got a small house, she goes, I'd love to have my family around the kitchen table. So I said, right, OK, I'm going to see if Maddie wants to go out for Christmas lunch. So you can have your family Christmas lunch in our house and we'll go out. Anyway, I said, we suggested it, didn't we? And Maddie said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to go out. And I think this will give us a new direction. Right. Because actually Christmas Day has become a bit too much like our weekends where we kind of slob around in our pyjamas and we watch stuff, which is kind of what we do at the weekend. Speak for yourself. And actually, I miss 
like in my when I was growing up, everyone would have a Christmas Day lunch, mm. a Christmas Day dress. They would all get, we'd all wear twinkly earrings, we'd put on makeup, we'd look really lovely, really, probably look the best of the whole year. We never do that here, and it always feels like, oh, we just sort of slobbed around, we get to Christmas night, and I'm like, so Maddie has said yes, and I thought, oh, I wonder if this will be a bit of a new beginning. Yeah, no, I think that's Well, nice. we have a lovely lunch out, and then we come back, slob into pyjamas, and then watch movies and do it. So, yeah. I, so I'm quite hopeful. Well, well I, I don't know how to break the news to you, but I'm staying here to watch <laughs> all the movies that I've missed all year. Um, do it Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, yeah. So shall we have a listen to Maddie's contribution? Because yeah. I think it might give us some insight into why... We, I mean, the title of this, this podcast is Is Your Teenager the Grinch at Christmas? Um, I think it's a bit harsh, but we're kind of having a bit of a grin at the same time of saying that. I feel like teenagers do still get excited for Christmas. I know, I mean, I and a lot of my friends love Christmas. It's one of our favourite times, you know. Um, even though it kind of loses the magic that it had as kids, because obviously when you're children, there's like the excitement of Santa and all that. Um, but I still think it's a really nice time. But with that being said, I feel like this year and last have definitely made um, these times just feel really weird. Um, last Christmas, I didn't feel festive at all, and it kind of felt like it suddenly came and hit us all. I feel kind of like that this year as well. Um, and I don't know, it's just... I guess it's just hard to be happy during these times, and um, I feel like there's this different kind of pressure that can come with Christmas where everybody feels like they have to be happy and festive and grateful and and all of these things when, you know, in reality, we you know, you don't just feel like that. It's not like a, it's a different holiday and now suddenly um, you're happy. Um, I feel like a lot of people enjoy Christmas Day. I think the run-up to Christmas can be quite stressful and you feel like you have to be feeling a certain way and, like, you have to be excited about it, so that can make you feel the opposite way. Um, I think I'm an age now where I'm not, like, a teenage grumpy around Christmas, but the, obviously last year and this year has felt weird, and I'm sure that if COVID hadn't been a thing, I would be feeling a lot more festive and happier around this time. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it is just weird times. It is hard to see the magic and... Um, which is a shame because Christmas is a really magical time. Um, I definitely think it loses its charm as you grow up just because, you know, the magic of Christmas when you're a kid is like no other magic like it. Um, and I think, you know, for parents as well, they get to live th that magic again through their children. So once the kids have grown up and the parents don't have children to be all magical around Christmas for, it can feel a bit bleaker for everyone. Um, I know when I have kids, I definitely want to give them the magic of Christmas. I would want my kids to believe in Santa and all of those things. I think it's... I mean, a lot of people see it as, like, lying to your child. And I know when I definitely... When I first found out that Santa wasn't real, I was like, what? Like, I was heartbroken. I was like, how could they lie? But I'm so glad I was one of those kids that did believe in it for so long and, like, had the magic of thinking that was true, um, rather than just from the start knowing it was from my parents, you know. So I would definitely do that with my kids. And I know that when I have children and they grow out of it, I can see why it would be such an upsetting thing to see because, um, yeah, it would just, I don't know, it would just feel like less exciting. Um, 
I definitely think it's exciting. Like, you know, you get presents, family, uh, you get to eat what you want. Everybody kind of gets to do what they want um, on Christmas Day. And so it's definitely still an exciting time, but, like, it, it's never the same as when you're kids, when you're a child, you know. Um, I do, yeah, but I do definitely think that COVID just has knocked us all from feeling, you know, festive around these times you know even when I've been with my friends it's like I really want to feel Christmassy but it's like there's something stopping me from feeling that way um and I also think that it is really important to still for people to still like consider and be aware of other people's mental health during this time because there is this kind of expectation with Christmas that we're all happy and that we're all just there are zero worries and all of this stuff when in reality a lot of people are at their lowest around Christmas time because there are like so many stresses, you know, money, especially for parents trying to, like, provide all the presents for their kids and everything. Like, it is just a very stressful time as well, and it is kind of like a fake it to make it for some people. Um, so I think it's the most important time to be aware of people's mental health, especially because it's during COVID and, like, so many people have lost their jobs and probably are feeling really hopeless and stressed when it comes to presents and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so these are weird times and... It's a new experience for everyone, you know, to kind of go through something that's so supposed to be so magical and such a festive, happy time and it not quite feeling right because so much just rubbish is going on in the world. Um, uh, yeah, I d uh, but with that being said, like, there are, you know, I think there is an age for teens where it's just like, oh, Christmas, you're all grumpy. And I was definitely like that for uh, a few years, Um but I think there is just an added level of, yeah, that feeling's just added with it being COVID and it just all feeling rather strange. And obviously for me, like, Christmas is my birthday as well, so I have always had, like, extra excitement for it because it's, uh, like, two special days in one for me. Um, but it even feels weird for me, you know, it's like, obviously I turned 18 last Christmas and last Christmas was a bit all over the place because it was kind of a lockdown and all of that stuff, so... I still don't, even though I've had a year, I still don't feel like I've properly been 18 yet for me to be turning 19. So it, it all just feels, like, really strange. Um, but I think, you know, my mum's being a pretty, pretty big Grinch of this Christmas. I don't think it's just teens. I feel like a lot of people are feeling very weird around these times. Um, but, yeah, I am hoping that once, whenever this all blows over, that the kind of magic of this you know, holiday comes back. Oh, do you know what? She's such a nice kid, isn't she? She's always thinking she, of others. I mean, I know. I mean, she's 18 and she's saying, worry about people with the money and with mental health and, mm. oh, I love you, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, but she says you're the Grinch this year. <laughs> <laughs> pressure. Yeah, I thought what she said there about pressure was, you know, pressure to be good, to be happy to be perfect. I mean, all of that stuff, you know, and it, that flies in all directions. The perfect teenager, I'm sure there's a feeling that, mm. you know, the thing, the thing that's, important, saying, the thing that's important to remember with teenagers, exactly. <laughs> they don't get excited, that, you know, they also, do inside. A really important part to stress about teenage teenagers is they often have an awareness too of how they're being, but they can't, can't do anything about it. it. They, they, they know it and they're stuck in it. Yeah. I always think of it as, Pre, like premenstrual tension, yeah. when you know there's something not right, you know you're being irrational, but in fact, that exacerbates the feelings and it actually, it actually, yeah, it increases the feeling of despair. <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I go so far as to say I think the state of adolescence is a state of mental health. Totally. It's, so, yeah, I think it's, it's really a mental health issue, that. rather, you know. So I think, you know, something, you know, relatively not artificial, but something that kind of then lands on you that is demanding you to be positive and upbeat. And exactly. That's why I get sometimes yeah. really anxious about it and I get really... Because when I feel the surge, mm-hmm. I think it's because all the way through our lives we're looking for how we felt as a child... And so we're constantly saying, oh, I don't feel Christmassy. Yeah. I mean, the kids say it all the time, I don't feel Christmassy. I don't feel Christmassy. Yeah. And people are like, well, oh, I don't feel Christmassy yet. Because you're comparing Every... it to a time that was totally unrealistic. Yeah, exactly, childhood. where we stepped you into yeah. a magical world that yeah. was so exquisite. Well, do you know what warmed my heart and almost made me cry? Is when she said, I want to do the same for my kids. I know. I know. Because you never know, there's that feeling of almost guilt that did we give them this magic and then strip it away and, and break yes. their hearts. Yeah. But actually... It's I, the, I, it's I the haven't stripped anything away. I've still got the plate that we're going to put the mince pie on and the carrot and the glass of milk and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. She also said that the run-up to Christmas is more stressful than Christmas itself because on Christmas it's almost Ooh, like... Because, why? They all do bugger all. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so no, sorry but, it's stressful. Do you, know, but do you know why? Do you know, there's something funny in that because we're, we're just talking about how teenagers almost can't help how they are despite kind of almost knowing how they're being. Mm. Christmas Day actually is a day beyond whoever's cooking and doing all of that stuff. Um, but later in the day is a day to almost for almost everyone to indulge in their inner teenager. You slob around, you drink as much as you want, you watch whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? So, but a mild panic starts to set in to, uh, towards the end of the day as people go, is that it? <laughs> Isn't it? And people think, oh, and then it's, like a, it's like a downer. But teenagers always then run out to the pub with all their friends at the end. I've noticed that at the end of a Christmas day, that's when teenagers get most active. Oh, I hope Maddie does that this year. I'd love her, because, of course, last year she couldn't do that. No, absolutely. I'd be happy for her to go to the pub. And then, of course, the most, as you rightly say, the most sort of moving and generous thing she said there was about other people. Mm -hmm. Which is a very important part of Christmas. So I'm enormously proud of her. But we didn't ask her to go down that road at no. all. That wasn't one of the questions. No, no, no. And so, yeah, I feel. But I'm just thinking I of those really listeners. blessed that yeah. she that she thinks like that. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of those listeners for whom, you know, single parents. You know, having, mm. you know, I've come from a single parent family. For any single parents out there, uh, only children. You know, mm. there's huge benefits sometimes to being an only child, but there's huge loneliness that comes people in with that, that too. People that have had their heart broken this yeah, Christmas. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. People, you know, these people have divorced this year. People are with people that they hate. You know, there's just so much yeah. so, that people have to bear whilst the rest of the world appears to be having the best day of their life. Well, nothing looks quite, nothing is quite as it looks. Yeah, and, and let's not talk about Instagram Christmases. If I see another front door doorscaped, I'm going to rip my eyes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the question Nadia asked, let's go to some of the socials. I love a doorscape, me. I oh, say. I don't. Um, <laughs> It looks like a disease has surrounded the door. (laughs) Um, So the question that Nadia asked on her social media was, is your teen a Grinch? How and what do they do? Uh, And some of the responses we've got here, Longy Sart, no, she loves Christmas. (laughs) Devon Denise grunts a lot, and that's basically it. (laughs) Uh, Taria Hazel, total Grinch, 17, walks around saying how rubbish Christmas is and skulks in the bedroom 24-7. Oh, no. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, that's so painful for you. Isn't it? 
Oh my God, I want to give you a big mama to mama hug. Yeah, Toria Hazel, you're getting a hug right now. Lisa, underscore, 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 underscore. Our daughter, 17, is up at 11 a.m., opens her carefully curated gifts. We all know about that. And then she's back in bed by number 15. No. God, that's brutal, oh, Lisa. God. You've got to all that thought and care and consideration. Oh, oh dearie no. me. No. Um, Oh, lovely Emma Carter here. I'm not sure I'd allow them to go back to bed at 11. Yeah, what are you going to have then? A miserable kid just sitting there. You know what they get like. Yeah, you know, But they don't get up till... T- I mean, I'm sure most teens miss Christmas. Yeah, that I'm very grateful for, actually. Yeah. Our girls still get up early and say, well, yeah. come on, it's yeah, Christmas. Yeah. So, no, that's good. Lovely Emma Carter. My youngest is no longer a teenager, but he is so is the Grinch. So that makes me even more over the top oh, with no. decorations and lights. The more he moans, the more lights go up. And I think he's finally getting it. That's <laughs> a good strategy, actually. The more miserable they get, the more overwhelming you should be. Uh, Laura Laidlaw, this isn't really relevant, but I'm going to chuck it in. My boyfriend is a bloody Grinch. <laughs> um, that's hard. Odd. Yeah. Oh, what, when a partner is a Maybe you should think about dumping him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bar humbugs, my God. Um, Sam Parker Morell, my son thinks, thinks it's all about lining the pockets of retailers and doesn't want to support it. Well, he's kind of right. Uh, but that is kind of miserable. That is well. kind of miserable too. <laughs> um, Vixen DD says, mine literally pushes me away when I go for a hug or give a oh. compliment. Oh, oh. Can I give you a hug over the airwaves, please? Oh, I can't bear that. Uh, I had a 10-year gap, says Sylvie, with my sister, so she always kept the magic alive for us when we were teens. Oh, that's sweet. Mm. Siblings doing a nice thing there. Uh, uh, And so the next question you asked was, what's the most miserable thing your teen has done? uh, Emma Larkin says, had a full-on tantrum because I asked if you would like some toast. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh God, would you like this some... is horrendous. Sam Parker Morell again, spat out a mince pie. <laughs> <laughs> Tra-la-la. Lucky with my teens, they spend Christmas with their wee cousins who are eight and three, so I have to keep up the Christmas spirit in front of them. They now enjoy uh, being Santa to them. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. Yeah, really nice. Uh... Vix E says, I've made his misery guts picks into fridge magnets to laugh at. <laughs> She's taking photos of him when he's most uh, miserable and put them on the fridge. That is genius. Oh, look at this one. Lindsay Mick, in Charmy. She sleeps in her school uniform so she doesn't have to dress in the morning. <laughs> What, what, for Christmas? What, from having come from school on the 23rd or whatever it is. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Vix E as well, a £100 trip for the kids and he was livid about no internet, the miserable sod. <laughs> God. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, GVH631 says, where do I start? Three teenagers that think Christmas is painful. What am I doing it for? Oh, no. Oh, sweetie. Do you know what? Do you know what? Why don't you not? Why don't you just one year not? So do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy myself a bottle of champagne. I'm going to get myself a takeaway. I'm going to run myself a big bubbly bath and I'll (laughs) see in a couple of hours. And then go to your bedroom, watch a film and see, that's that's so unfair on you. So unfair, so unfair. Uh, or you could take a take a tip from the actor Timothy Spall. He used to attach the top of a baby's bottle to a bottle of wine and wander around on Christmas Day just sucking from it. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Fentanami, my daughter had a face like someone had died when we were decorating the tree together. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can absolutely... I know that face. Yeah, absolutely. I know that face. Uh, you then asked, what's the bare minimum you'd, you'd want from them? Mm. Uh, Emma Larkin says, come out of the bloody bedroom. <laughs> uh, Faye Rich, not eye roll at my very presence. Mm. Oh, this, is, this says a lot. One word says a lot. Sam Parker Morell, time. I'd ask for time from them. Oh. oh, sweetie. Yeah. Ali Willoughby, let me have a lie-in. Uh, so that was from a teenage saying, I want time from them. No, no, that's a parent. A parent saying. Oh. some time with them, I oh. guess. Time spent with them, time oh. from them. Uh, Nicola Fell, just believe in front of the younger ones. And to be fair, they both do. Then help Santa by getting gifts out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, get out of bed before lunchtime, says Cabs82. <laughs> Uh, some anything that shows they care, just William. <laughs> anything. Vixen DD. <coughs> eye contact. This is very funny. Uh, Ang Ang four zero three seven. Smile. <laughs> Shell W actually getting up would be nice. <laughs> uh, Emma Carter wear a Christmas jumper and watch a Christmas movie with me, or even play a game. Here's wishing. Oh, Emma, we'll play with you. Um, Paula. Uh, just a smile in a photo of them by the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the reason I'm laughing is I can just imagine yes. the, your Christmas tree shot this year. We're with you. Uh, Mrs. Rachel Wright actually opened their gifts out of the box instead of sitting unopened in their room for a year. Yeah, for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know that one. Sometimes stuffed under the bed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so the last question you asked. Wow, tell us what I you... identify with every one of yeah. those. Your last question was, teens, tell us what annoys you about parents at Christmas. Um, fancy dress. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, kids can say that. Uh, Vixen says, mother's extremely childish. Uh, <laughs> mother's extremely yeah. childish. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, uh, Rachel Kelleher, I've never been the child that's up at the crack of dawn Christmas Day when I was little. My siblings would have all opened their stockings. I would need to be woken up to do mine. I was just never all that fussed about Christmas and I'm still the same at 21. was always more excited for Doctor Who that day. Oh. Yeah. Uh, not a teen anymore, says Lauren Pentland, but trying to impress everyone. It's meant to be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Rachel Wright, taking pictures of me opening every single present. <laughs> Oh, you poor thing. You poor teenager. Put the grin on. Have the smile. Have the smile. And like as they're opening, you're sitting there like grinning, like a moron, waiting to see what their emotions are going to be. Oh God, it's they're under a magnifying glass, aren't they? So when Mark and Nadia told me we were doing a podcast about Christmas, I literally nearly exploded because. It is my absolute favourite time of the year. And then I found out that it was about all you Grinches and blah humbugs out there. And I was like, oh, no, because I just love Christmas so much. It's my absolute favourite time of the year. Um, I look forward to it every year, and I'm very strict with it too. You know, my traditions, I only listen to Christmas music in the month of December and no other music. Um... Uh, we have advent calendars, but the ones that we used from when we were little, not the store-bought ones. The, we have the family decorating the tree with Christmas music playing and all watching a film on Christmas Eve. Um, 
you know, I've even forced my family to all have matching red plaid pajamas for Christmas. And courtesy of Dina at Luxess, we each have our initials on the T-shirts. So, you know, you can kind of get a sense of how much I love Christmas. I just love it, love it, love it. But I think teenagers still love Christmas, even though some may act like Grinches. I don't think we've lost that childhood magic yet, you know. I definitely haven't. I still look out for Santa in his sleigh on Christmas Eve. I refuse to lose the Christmas magic. Um, Mum sometimes says that she misses making everything magical, but she still pulls it off every year. She is an absolute superstar. And I don't know any teenager, I don't think, that doesn't like Christmas. I would never find it too extra or find the adults annoying or even wish it was over. Christmas just has so much magic for me, you know. It's that time of year that everyone comes together and Christmas miracles happen and everything outside is so pretty. And I don't know if it's just literally magic, but everything is just incredible at Christmas time. Um, but I think COVID has made me, if anything, more excited for Christmas this year because last year we were pretty much locked down, you know, so... We've really run the whole gamut and been through a lot. And when a glimmer of happiness comes through, like Christmas, um, we just we welcome it with open arms. You know, it's just so exciting for me. And, yeah, I, I love it. And I will never, ever be a Grinch or a bar humbug. Ever. Oh. Do you know how blessed we are to have Colitos as part of this podcast? No, I mean... It, he is just yeah, it, delicious. Well, him and Maddie together, they bring two opposite approaches. Exactly. Often, but also two different temperaments to the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> but, but he's such a... He, he just always... Surprises. <laughs> surprises. Surprises. I think there's an awful lot of parents of sons that are going to be thinking, yeah, yeah. oh, I just wish my... Boy. Because what I love about about that as well is there's no shame in it no, no. he's unashamedly he's Into not trying Christmas. to be cool no. he's not no I love it well, and that's never going to change once more I make sure I control it so it's as beautiful as I want but no, I, I'm really struggling to lose the image of Lisa and Carl his parents <laughs> in plaid red plaid pajamas with, with their initial I, I have no idea he'd Got the pajamas. <laughs> no, but you know, like when you see a puppy that's been forced into an outfit. <laughs> that's how I'm seeing Lisa and Carl right now. No, amazing. actually, I remember now because Lisa rang me last last week. Well, we, when we were chatting last week, she was like, "Oh yeah, because you know, Carlitos and I always trim the tree together, you know, with the Baileys." And I was like, "Trim the tree." That's what you call it. Trim the tree. Oh, I've never heard of that. Really? No, not. Yeah, trim the tree together. Yeah, that's nice. And I was like, "Oh, how lovely that you oh. still do." Now, can I just put in a request? Carlitos, I want a pair of those pyjamas, please. I swear to God, I was thinking, we are wearing... We, we are have all, to. We're going to do it, and we're going to give it to the kids, right? And we're going to give it to them in a way that they can't say, we've got pyjamas for yeah. you, so we thought it'd be really nice we could yeah. all wear the Let's same pyjamas. Let's do it, a deal. It's a deal. We'll shake on it, because right. just to see their bloody faces. Can we set up a hidden camera? We have to take a photo. <laughs> got no idea so you can see we go oh this lovely one yeah. with their initials really big yeah i like that <laughs> well there you go guys we sincerely hope you have a lovely christmas if you've got any teenagers in the house well apologies yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is happy happy christmas yeah. well 
Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>